The following episode of the Comics and Crypto podcast is for informational purposes only, and anything expressed by the hosts or their guests is solely their opinion. This podcast does not constitute financial advice, and anyone wishing to invest should seek their own independent financial or professional help. Have fun and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sean O'Hare, and I know comics. Hi, I'm Spencer Vogel, and I know crypto. Hi, I'm Kevin Lee Loader, and I don't know shit. This is the Comics and Crypto Podcast. Comics and Crypto, Crypto and Comics, Collectors World in a Digital Age. Comics and Crypto, Crypto and Comics, it's where the next billionaires will be rich. Comics and Crypto. What is up, fam? Thanks so much for joining us today. Very excited about this topic today. We're going to be talking about one of ones, why they're important on VV, and also we'll just kind of cover some of the one of ones that have already sold. So Spencer, if you want to dive into what's already happened on Vivi with the one of ones, that'd be great. Yeah. So so far we've had Ron English has released David Warhol. Um, super cool piece, uh, you know, kind of combining the the lore of Vivi with David Warhol with one of the big artists that's already done a lot of releases on Vivi. Um, so, you know, so far we've seen the sale on that one went for 28K to none other than Dr. Profit. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> Congrats, Dr. Profit. Congrats to Profit. And then also for the next one as well, the Brian Viveros Top Cat also went to Dr. Profit. Congrats, Congrats again. again, Dr. Profit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how long he can continue his streak for. Probably a while. I don't think there's many people who can outbid him. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, what's really cool about the first one of one, Vivi and David Yu rewarded everybody who bid on the NFT. And mm-hmm. everyone's getting an airdrop, which I think is really cool. The art yeah. piece is, is an interpretation of Andy Warhol as a kid. That's such a cool piece mm-hmm. of art, man. I'm really excited to yeah. get that. I did bid on it. I, I didn't know if my bid was actually going to be realistic or not, but I just yeah. want to be a part of the history, you know? Did you did you and, put in a legit bid? Was it just a $1 yeah. bid? No, I put in a bid for around, it was a few thousand. Nice. Yeah, yeah I think I did yeah, mine yeah. for about a thousand. I yeah. wasn't expecting to get it, but, you know, wanted yeah, to be a part I, of it. I, exactly. That's how I felt too. And that was just really special that that they thought of that willing to be part of that experience, uh, they're going to be rewarded for it. So that's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Do you think there's going to be future airdrops for other ones? No, I don't think so. I think this is just a very special. Yeah, me either. Yeah. This being the first, first, the first, one. first one. Right. Yeah. So that was really cool. So overall, really cool experience. I mean, I, I'm actually a fan of the silent auction. I think it's kind of a cool experience to for everybody mm-hmm. to kind of put in, in their individual bid. And it kind of helps yeah. create everybody, an org- Everybody pays what, what they want to pay. Yeah, it creates an organic price tag too, which I think mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Whereas, you know, auctions, you see auction and people are just competing for pricing, which drives up value. But I'm sure we'll see that kind of structure over time. But I think this is a really cool start. Very cool start by mm-hmm. Vivi to introduce these one-on-one NFTs. My one issue with it, though, is the uh, the way that they currently have the drop system set up. Um, because Dr. Profit wasn't actually the original winner for the bid. Um, there was a winning bid for 40K. Um, but because that person didn't pay within 48 hours, it went to the second bidder, which happened to be Dr. Profit. Um, so yeah, I, I just like, I'm, I'm not a fan with how they do this. I, I'm sure that they're going to switch it up over time, but I think that there should be some kind of a requirement where, you know, they, the bidder has to actually lock up the gems during the sale and actually prove that they have them and are, are actually planning on paying for it. Um, cause this just can, can cause issues and it can get, it may, make other investors upset. Cause like, you know. For example, like it's a good thing that Dr. Profit was the second person in line, but if it was somebody else, they might have been kind of pissed that they might have been left holding the bag for it, and you maybe didn't think that they were actually going to have to have to pay for it. 
Um, so yeah, I, I just think it's it's not the best look. Um, alternatively, they could also enforce you know harsher account restrictions, um, something like a three month ban from participating in future drops, something like that to really prevent people from putting in those fake bids. But um, yeah, I just I just want to make sure that going forward, uh, you know, people are actually bidding for this if they if they want it, and if you're not interested, you know. There's just there's no point. Integrity and accountability, right? That's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. And there's, if there's no accountability, then people really won't care. Yeah. And that's the problem. Um, but when you're held accountable, that that is an issue for a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. if the consequences are serious. So I really hope that Vivi does implement some type of uh, serious consequences for people who aren't taking this seriously. Because if you're going to yeah. put in a 40k bid and not pay it, come on, man! Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and the thing is, that's your account. Like everyone knows your account name now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So I think, I think as a community, it's easy to hold them accountable because people were just going to use them as memes moving forward and just make fun of them <laughs> like publicly. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen sure. that, you know, you never go full pull side. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. but yeah, good start so far. Good start so far. Yeah. And we know that this is just a, a trial, right? It's kind of like figuring, they're figuring out the process themselves. This is so new, but good start so far. But to your points, I, I loved everything that you said and I, I totally agree. And now a word from our sponsor. Looking to buy or sell physical comics? Then check out Elite Comics 11, Instagram's number one community-powered comic sales page. Elite Comics 11 is our favorite place to safely buy and sell comics. They are a CGC and CBCS authorized dealer and sell a variety of comics from Silver Age Grails to Modern Day Keys. Inventory is updated daily, and don't forget to check out their incredible almost daily live stream comic sales. The next time you're looking to buy or sell physical comics, make sure you turn to Elite Comics 11. Follow at Elite underscore Comics 11 on Instagram and see what all the buzz is about. So along with indie artists, Marvel's also dropping one of ones of original cover art. Really cool. Really Mm -hmm. cool. The first one that dropped, Amazing Spider-Man number one, original cover art by Scotty Young. This sold for $31,200 by none other than Dr. Profit. Of course. <laughs> he was currently undefeated at this point <laughs> for one of ones. Really cool Love piece of art. cover art. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool cover art. Very cool cover yeah. art. It's a one yeah, we've of seen one. a lot of Scotty Young pieces on, on the app already. Some of the comic covers. Yeah. He's a, he's a really big artist. Very, very popular artist. Then the following week, Black Panther number 25, original cover art by Brian Stelfreeze. Very cool cover. This sold for $8,500 to Crave Sarah, 69. Next up, we have Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 25. The cover was created by Sarah Pacelli, who's actually, what's really cool about Sarah, she's one of the original artists for Miles Morales. Cool. She was involved in Ultimate Fallout number four. This sold for $11,610 to Caramello. Caramello. Big shout out to Anthony. Anthony, we've had on the podcast. If you haven't had a chance to see that video, we talk about the importance of mint numbers. And he is a big collector in publishing mint numbers. Like his collection is unbelievable. His FF1, FF5, Ultimate Fallout 4. He actually recently acquired the Star Wars 1977 Secret Rare. Really, really awesome guy. Big congratulations for winning this piece of art. It's a beautiful piece of art. Then we have Ghost Spider number two. Beautiful piece of art. Actually, this is mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite covers. Very, yeah. very cool. This artwork was created by Peach Momoko, and this sold for $8,001. This sold for about $8,000. $8,001. As I say it, $8,001. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, $8,001. 
$8,001. There it is. Yeah. There's the winner. <laughs> By none other than Crave Sarah 69. She's craving those one of ones. That's for sure. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> On a roll. On a roll. Peach Momoko is a big artist. Really big artist. She actually did some really cool artwork for The Lost Ronin. Then we have Wolverine 107, created by Adam Kubert. Very, very cool piece of art. This one depicts Wolverine fighting the Yakuza and a bunch of samurai warriors. Very cool. This sold for $12,500 to New Guy 26 Congratulations to him. Adam Kubert is actually the brother of Andy Kubert. And Andy Kubert did the cover art for X-Men 266. He's also a legendary artist as well. X-Men 266 is the first appearance of Gambit. Then next up, we have Captain America number 25, which is a variant cover created by Steve McNiven. This comic is actually the first appearance of the new Captain America, and this is the variant cover. So we're getting a lot of one-on-ones from Marvel, the original cover art. And original cover art sells for millions of dollars, especially mm-hmm. if it's with a key or grail comic. Not even just the cover art, but the art within the comic as well. Interesting that they're doing cover art right now because they could be doing originals inside the comic over I'm time. I'm sure we'll see that eventually too, yeah. Exactly. So that's why it's important, just like how we emphasize with comic books, which ones are going to stand the test of time. It's easy to get excited about one of ones right now, but it's also really important to think about what could possibly be dropping, especially if they're going to be doing weekly and possibly even daily in the future. It's very possible it could happen. So it might be worth holding out for more significant comics, specifically keys or grails, right? Who's to say that they won't drop ASM 300 or Ultimate Fallout number four? I mean, shoot, they could go back all the way back to Fantastic Four number one or AF-15. They probably have in the database. The earliest cover art they have right now is Wolverine 17, which is cover art from 1996. So we know that they can go back at least that far. I presume they probably go back even farther. What's crazy is that actually Todd McFarlane mentioned this at the Odd Key event. He has all of his artwork from 1992 and on. Wow. So it's impossible to get any of that artwork. At least the original physicals. The original pieces, yeah. Yeah. So if there's any artwork that he has with Marvel past that date, the only way to actually own it is in digital format. Yeah. Something to think about. Very cool. Very cool. But I'm excited. Very excited for what else is going to possibly be coming. I mean, especially if it's with really significant grails and keys, you know, mm-hmm. because those sell for millions of dollars. Millions. Yeah. And they're one of ones. Yeah, the um the Secret Wars number eight interior page, um, the original art from that sold for three point three six million dollars back in Ooh. January. Yeah, and that's the the origin of Spider Man's symbiote black costume. Pretty big, three point three six million. Yeah, I think this is like the first appearance of the black costume. Yeah, yeah outside that, of like that, the the front cover. That makes sense. Very big, but it's important just to make sure you guys all understand that there's going to be you know at least one drop in a week now. That's fifty two a year. And possibly more. Be patient on what to invest in because you want to make sure you have something with a safe floor and big upside. By the way, Spencer, I miss your uh, your background for the beach. <laughs> the beach, yeah. <laughs> I think I switch it up a little bit for this one. I felt so safe when I looked into your background. <laughs> I guess relaxed is probably the better word, not safe. Yeah, safe. <laughs> safe and relaxed. <laughs> and relaxed. <laughs> so one of ones are now official on VB. We're going to see them weekly. Is this going to help the marketplace long-term? Yeah, I think this will be actually very positive for the market. Um, it definitely doesn't help the more everyday users who you know generally can't afford to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on one piece. But what it does is it can get the attention of big whales and people who have big pockets. Um, you know, like If you have a really, really big, significant one-of-one like Cause or Banksy or somebody like that, it'll bring in those really, really big investors that otherwise never would have been on Vivi. And, you know, you get them in for that one drop. And once you get them in the door, 
then the idea is that they'll then start sweeping floors of other things. You know, they start looking at other grails and they might go after Todd or Walt or secret or a Spidey or, you know, things like that. Um, so I think overall it does have, you know, an opportunity to lift up the entire market overall. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And to your point with Banksy, we're seeing a lot of artwork in the background of Banksy lately. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the recent yep. AMA, uh, we AMAs. saw that yep. in an interview with, with Alfred Kahn. And then Dan did, did an interview recently and also had a Banksy art piece in the background. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, uh, I, If they were going to drop a Banksy piece, it would be a one of one. And I think it, it yeah. makes sense timing wise that they just released one of ones and that they've been starting to tease that. And we, we all know that generally speaking, what, what, what appears in the background of David Yu's video uh, ends up on the app at some point. So yeah, I'd be shocked if we didn't see it at some point soon. Yeah. You know, it's funny, actually, my, my, uh, my brother, big shout out to Ryan, he brought up an interesting point, you know, for Banksy, you know, he's very anti-establishment, right? He's very mm-hmm. anti-corporation. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird that he'd be on Vivi for that reason. And I've yeah, always felt that point. if they ever got Banksy, in my opinion, would be a bigger accomplishment than getting Marvel, Disney, and Star Wars combined. Wow. Because of yeah. how significant his his brand is, right? Mm-hmm. And my brother brought up a really good point. What if he just released an unlimited collection where it really has no value? You know, you can yeah. buy it and own it, but it really has no investment value. But as a collector, you can you can enjoy it. I thought that was really wow. interesting. Because, That'd be yeah. really cool. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the type of statement piece he would do as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I think either, I mean, a one of one, yeah, I, I get it. Um, and it would be, I mean, that would probably sell for a half a million plus, I would I would presume, yeah. right? Yeah. You're going to get a ton of people. It's his first NFT mm-hmm. licensed by Banksy. So yeah, yeah, that could be really cool. But also, I think the unlimited thing is really, really neat too. And then going back to Marvel, I mean, there's tremendous opportunity as well. Apparently, and I was talking to uh, Johnny Dunn about this, there's a video with Alfred Kahn talking about, a big shout to Johnny Dunn, by the way, he pointed this out. There's a video of Alfred Kahn talking about Stan Lee. Apparently, Marvel was able to capture some of Stan Lee's signatures and put them on the blockchain. Oh, cool. If that actually is true, if there's an NFT that they're able to tie Stan Lee's authentic signature up, they can verify on the blockchain, that would sell for an insane amount of money because you can only yeah. imagine there's probably only a handful of those if mm-hmm. even just one. Yeah. And if there's only just one, boom. I mean, you're looking at half a million plus there, probably. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And you tie that with an original art piece from a really big artist. Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> super exciting. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the one of one NFTs that have been released on Vivi. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. See you on the next one.